What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! We've said it before, we'll say it again. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Matt Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Oh, we got a lot of news to go over today. A lot of fun stuff, a lot of interesting stuff. We have a announcement from the Grand Orange, which is the big orange, which is Donald Trump, of course. We also have John Fetterman. Oh, my God. John Fetterman. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Pennsylvania. I live in Pennsylvania, but the state is evidently full of morons. And I love it because someone sent me a picture of the state of Pennsylvania hand-drawn, and they showed sane people throughout 99% of the country. Then they showed Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and they wrote morons. And that really does uh, that really does sum it up. But we're going to get into Fetterman in a moment. we got to get into this first. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. Well, that's right. Donald Trump has announced that he is running again for president in 2024. Um, We all know what happened in 2020. We all know what happened in 2016. It's interesting because if you watched his speech last night, if he stays on point... If he sits there and sticks to the facts, if he sits there and he sticks to what he has done for this country, the direction he moved the country in, how he has done these things for America, you you have to give him a shot. You really do because of the fact that if he doesn't go off on a tangent, if he doesn't attack people personally, if he doesn't sit there and create these tweet storms and everything else that he did Uh, While he was in the White House and he focuses on the facts and he focuses on what's important to America and he focuses on the kitchen table issues. It's it's interesting to look at because of the fact that he would be a formidable foe. Now, the question is, can he stay on facts? Can he stay on topic? Can he do all these things that he'll need to do to go up against Ron DeSantis? And we're gonna do. A, we got a show coming out in the next couple of days, and it's basically titled "Is the Orange Is the Juice Worth the Squeeze? Uh, Can Ron DeSantis Take the White House?" We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in, a, in a, on another day. But if you take a look at Trump's actual track record, if you actually look what he did into the off in in office for those four years, and you look at the, what the exiting polls for the American people were, seventy two percent over seventy two percent of the country over seventy two percent of those. You know, that did the exit poll that that, you know, answered the question, said that the country is going in the wrong direction. That this is this is not, you know, they are not better off than they were four years ago, that they are worse off than they were four years ago. 
And they speak about the economy. They speak about inflation. They speak about heating their home. They speak about feeding their families. They speak about all these things. And it was a segment of the population, Gen Z, I'm looking at you, that are morons, that sat there and voted for Biden because they basically got bribed into the student loan fiasco, which you have to kind of think that he already knew was never going to pass. But he used it to buy votes. Because that's what the Democrats do. The Democrats are, think that the American population times are, are we're basically stupid. They hold a carrot out in front of certain people and say, okay, you can have this carrot, not noticing that the carrot's on a string with a very long pole with Biden sitting in the White House laughing as he pulls the carrot away after he gets what he wants. Now, I'm not saying that Trump is going to win. I'm not saying Trump is the perfect candidate. I'm not saying that he can get through and win the nomination. Because if DeSantis decides to run, DeSantis is going to be a formidable foe. Ron is, Ron is young. Ron is charismatic. Ron has done multitudes of things in the state of Florida. I lived in Florida for years under, under Chris, under Charlie Chris. And, and you know what? It was, it was not a great place to be. I know people that live in Florida now that say you should move back to Florida. We moved out of Florida because of everything that was going on, reference to the politics and, and all the things that they were and weren't doing. It wasn't until DeSantis came along and reset everything. Basically hit the reset button. <sighs> Looking at you, Hillary Clinton. Hit, hit the reset button and turned Florida into a state like Texas, like these, these areas that the population is booming, that the, that the economy is booming. They're one of the few locations that did not shut down during the pandemic. And it turned out to be the right Way to go. It turned out to be that 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 the most important thing was keeping the children in school, keeping the economy running, not living in fear, not running into the not running away from the darkness, but taking the light into the darkness. But that's okay. We are looking now at a potential. Like I said, I don't do I think Trump can stay on message? No. Do I think Trump can beat Biden. No. If he does not if he does if he goes on the attack, if he says these outlandish things, and sometimes I think he says the outlandish things because of the fact that he's trying to gain a reaction, but if he stays on topic, if he stays within himself and he brings up facts and points out the things that he accomplished. The trade deals, if you look at them, people complained about them, but were were strokes of genius. The, the, the ability to tariff China and other places created a, a, a leverage for the United States that we haven't had in years. Yeah, he pissed off some people, but he also brought jobs to this country. He also brought infrastructure to this country in regards to employing workers. Everyone keeps forgetting the, the big thing about Obama's administration was outsourcing. So many companies outsourced things to China, outsourced things to India, outsourcing. Tr Trump actually brought companies back to the United States. They, he actually brought us back. And you could say, you could hate him, but I just love it because I speak to people. I have friends that are, that are very staunch liberals. And I sit there and I talk to them and I talk to them about, you know, are you, how was your 401k? Well, it's terrible. You know, are you worried about heating your home this, this, this winter? Oh yeah. Are you worried about electricity? Electricity in Pennsylvania is going up again. It's going up again. It's risen exponentially. And it's going up once more in December. Not, and luckily in our area, the natural gas was capped. The increase for natural gas was, uh, pricing was capped. But electricity is still skyrocketing. I thought it would go down during the winter because you use less electricity. But no, it's going up again here in Pennsylvania. 
And I, I asked him about all these things. Can you buy a new car? Can you just like, no. I said, could you do all these things during Trump? Well, yes, but I thought he was mean. Okay, you thought your leader who was protecting you was mean. We didn't have a war in the Ukraine. Why? Because Russia was worried about the United States and worried about Trump because they had no clue what he was going to do. He ended the caliphate. He did. He told his generals, do what you need to do to end this. And that's what they did. He set a red line. And if you crossed it, you got attacked for it. Right or wrong, good or bad, or different. And one of the things he said in his speech is, I did everything that I said I was going to do. He did. He made this country energy, energy independent. We were, you know, his last year in office, we were a net exporter of energy for the first time in 70 years. But that's all right. We've gone, so, we've lost such our way. And we've, we've moved to such a weird state in reference to wokeness, in reference to, well, I don't know if I'm a man. I don't know if I'm a woman. I don't, I'm non-binary. I, I, I'm this. I'm this. I, women, men can compete in women's sports. Bah, 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 bah. It, it's one of those things that, you know, the, you are not in charge of your children. The school is. The school knows better than the parents about what is good for their children. That's like when Hillary says it takes a village to raise a child. No, it takes a parent to raise a child. Not a village. Unless someone's the village idiot, and I'm looking at you, Hillary. I'm done. I'm done being nice. People are probably saying, well, I've, I've listened to the first nine podcasts that you've done, and I don't really see you being nice yet. <laughs> and it's not that I'm not being nice. I'm just being honest. And like I said, I'm a registered independent. I voted Democrat before. But here's the thing. I also don't vote stupid. I look at what's best for my family. I look at and I get an understanding what not only is best for my family, but what's best for my children's future. And when you have Gen Z voting because of the fact that they need they they take out a loan. But you know what? No personal responsibility. We need we need to have that loan erased. Well, don't take out the loan. Get a job like a lot of us do work and pay off your tuition. Get a scholarship. Don't look for a free handout because life isn't about free handouts. It's not. Minutes before Trump announced that he was going to uh, run again, um, DeSantis was giving a speech and he got a basically standing ovation at the Republican Confab. And you know what? Like I said, DeSantis is this guy. He is a guy, man. He is, he is a, he, he, he's got charisma. He's, he's got the ability to articulate. He has the ability and understanding that, you know, what you need to do as a family, that it should be family first, that we should put the family first, that we should put, you know, the people of our country first. We, we talk about immigration, but we don't fix immigration as we had another record number of crossings last month and we break records every month. But we don't want to talk about the homeless veterans. We don't want to talk about the own ho- our own homeless population that we have now, but we will sit there and worry and be concerned about people that are coming to this country illegally. I love the tent city. I, I, I said it before. The tent city in New York was nicer than my house. Xboxes, hot coffee and snacks 24 hours a day, three meals, s- phones, free phone service. And these are people that come here illegally, and these are people that really do not have a, a, a total commitment to asylum. They don't have a rational, you know, they're not, they don't have a rational reasoning, reasoning for asylum. They just say, well, I'm just trying to escape. 
I'm just trying to escape the poverty and, and the danger and the violence. That's not a reason for asylum because then you know what? All the people that live in like inner city Detroit should go get asylum and go someplace else because of the fact that they live in violent areas every day of their lives. DeSantis also, I think, has an, an advantage over Trump because he's only 44. He's 32 years younger. Um, you know, and like I said, he was, he, he, you know, he's, he is and he's been a governor. His popularity has just taken off over the last two and a half years. I mean, if you take a look at it, he, he really pushed back against coronavirus pandemic restrictions. He, he's taken aggressive action against, you know, against the woke. He's targeted the media and corporations. He's gone after Disney. He's gone after the big boys and showed that he had his big boy pants on. And then he was able to take that danger to, to to go after those people and not worry about it, not worry about what the general media outside of Florida has thought, not worrying about that. But he knew that he could go after and do what he needed to do because he's working. He's looking after his people. He's looking after the people in the state of Florida. And that's what he needs to do. And that's what he wants to do. I've said it, I've said it a million times. He's he's got something special. He really does. And you hope that he can continue that because you know what? I've said it before. You, if you're going to go up against, against the machine of the Bidens, the corruption of the Bidens, if you're going to go up against the corruption of the entire Democratic Party, you need to. Are you a big man? What? Huh? I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. You got to have your big boy pants on. You have to. Now, I don't think he's going to announce anytime soon that he's going to DeSantis is that he's going to be running in 2024. I, I think right now he is going to uh, uh, I, I don't think he's going to do anything until probably May. That's when the uh, Florida Florida legislative sessions end. So I don't think he's going to do anything till May. But he's got to do so. he's go, he's going to I think he's going to make that commitment. I hope he makes that commitment. I hope that if. In 2016, all the Republican candidates made a pact that whoever won the nomination, the others would not attack them. That 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 pact didn't hold. I hope that Trump and DeSantis understand that they kind of need each other, and having a bloody battle, and turning around and trying to get the nomination, but destroying the other person in the process is probably going to be cannon father for the Democrats. So we can't do that. We have to work together. We have to work as a unit. We have to work as a team. We have to work as not only understanding that we need to win back the White House, but we need to understand that we need to work together as a party, as a nation, and not just along party lines, but as a nation in general. John Fetterman, Senate-elect John Fetterman. My new name for Fetterman has always been Lurch. <laughs> this is get this is getting silly. This is just getting and 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 I want to talk about this because this is just crazy. Fetterman health concerns are still now cropping up. He said he was going to be all better in January. I'm all going to be. I'm going to be all better in January. Now advisors for Fetterman argued on Twitter that reporters who have the traditional me method of yelling questions at senators in the hallways will not work with Democratic uh, elect Fetterman. He doesn't understand what you're saying. 
He doesn't get it. He he cannot. He's got the audio processing issue, audio auditory issue. Excuse me. He he doesn't get it. He he can't hear you. He didn't even answer the question when it was asked. Are you going to be able to wear a hoodie on the Senate floor? He doesn't understand what you're saying. And if he can't understand what you're saying walking down a hallway, how is he going to understand what you're saying when he's trying to work legislatively for Pennsylvania? How is he going to be a senator? I just love it. Yelling questions at Fetterman will no longer work as Fetterman continues continues to recover from the stroke. Two things you need to get away from. Fetterman, these are two things that we need to get out of the way. Fetterman will wear a suit, they're saying, and will wear it to the Capitol. He's still recovering from a stroke and lingering auditory processing challenges, so yelling questions will not work. So how do you ask John Fetterman questions? There's there's an answer to that. All questions need to be written down and submitted in advance. They'll be turned once his wife had time to answer them. (laughs) Really? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it, you just don't make, you just can't make this stuff up. I mean, Fetterman was a bad candidate beforehand, but he, he got the, he got the youth vote because he wore cargo pants and a hoodie. And he talks about, you know, how he's the everyman. He's never had a job. He has literally never had a job outside of politics. And mommy and daddy paid his bills till he was 49. But don't worry, Lurch will be okay. You're right. If you do not have the ability to answer simple questions in a hallway or understand them or hear them, how are you going to be capable as serving as a senator? How, 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 how is that going to be capable? And I love it. They just call it lingering issues. And I love it. But he, wouldn't, he would never disclose his... His his health issues. He would never he would never disclose his medical records, not whatsoever. He would he would never he would never show. Let was he got a note from his doctor, and I feel so bad for that one female reporter who and I have to call her a female reporter because it's not being sexist. She happens to be a woman uh, who interviewed him, and she got blasted because she spoke the truth and said he doesn't understand anything we're saying if he's not reading it. That he, he the the small talk in the beginning before they started asking him questions, he had no idea what was going on. This is like Joe Biden in the basement all over again. And I love it because you have stroke experts who have said that you can fully recover. But there's a caveat that every expert kind of says and gives that they can't fully assess a patient without details on their health and medical records, without information that the campaign won't, doesn't want to disclose. There's been multitudes of times that people have asked for the medical records. Multitudes of times. Those requests have all been denied. Even NBC News requested and other outlets, and they've all been denied. I mean, his wife is a piece of work, too. She's an illegal immigrant. I love the fact that she posted the picture of him standing in front of his office and she basically cropped him out. <laughs> Didn't crop him out, but he's, he's kind of off to the side and he's, he's kind of cropped out of the photo itself. <laughs> that says a lot. But I just love it. You can't ask him questions. No, no, no. Don't ask him any questions. Because of the fact that he doesn't understand what you're saying. But he is going to go on the Senate floor and he is going to work for Pennsylvania.
the majority, the people that voted for Fetterman in Pennsylvania, you're all morons. You're all idiots. You truly are. You another. You got another. You got you got bamboozled again. Just like Gen Z got bamboozled by Biden, you got bamboozled by a guy wearing a hoodie. He stand, I love it because he stands out in the front of a factory. I'm standing out in front of this factory. He's never worked in a factory in the day of his life. He's never had a job in the day of his life. He actually pulled and held a shotgun on an African-American gentleman when he was the mayor. Never apologized for it because the guy was just jogging. Held him at gunpoint till the police showed up. And he goes, well, I'll do it again. Even though he never apologized for doing what he did. But that's all right. It's okay. It's he, he wears a hoodie. He drives a Jeep. He wears cargo pants. He, my God, he's just like me. You're right. He's just like you if you are a lazy trust fund baby that hasn't had a job and mommy paid and mommy daddy paid your bills till you were 49 and you didn't pay your taxes on multitudes of properties that you owned and you have a wife that's an illegal, was an illegal immigrant. He's perfect for the system. Why does I just don't get some people? I don't get it. I don't. I, I mean, like I said, I I don't get the thought process. And then I love because people elect these people, and then they complain. Then they complain things aren't going their way. Then they complain. It's just like it, you know. It's again. It's the exiting poll. And you sit there and go. It's about de- abortion and democracy. Okay, but define abortion. When can you have abortions up to? Can you, you can you make a defi- can you give me a definitive statement about that? No. Can you define how you're protecting democracy? No. But you hear something, you can't define it, but you are going to sit there and tell me it's about abortion and democracy. No. Be smarter. Think for yourself. Don't just sit there, and I've said it before, we've turned into a microwave society. We've turned to where everything has to be handed to you on a platter, where everyone is a winner, where no matter what you do, you're always winners. I, I always laugh because there's the old TV show, King of the Hill, and uh, Hank Hill's son, Bobby, he's not, he's not very athletic. He, Hank was a football star, of course, and he wants Bobby to play football. Bobby decides to play soccer, and I love it because the, the two teams are like the wind and the rain. Those are the names of the two teams, and they're playing soccer, and they're playing to the point where everyone ties. No matter what the score is, everyone's a tie because everyone's a winner. That's not the way life is. And I think what happens is you get people that come out of college, they're ill-prepared for the fact that, A, they have to work, and B, that there is hardship in life. Because a lot of times, you're not going to sit there with mommy and daddy and hope that they're going to pay your bills. You know, I love it. The fact that, you know, you're, you're 21 years old. You're not, you're not an adult anymore. You're a young adult. I remember when 18 was an adult, but at 21, you're a young adult at 27. You're a young adult. No, you're almost 30. You're not a young adult. You're almost 30. But we sit there and we look at Lurch and, and we think to ourselves, I'm just like him. He wears, he wears a hoodie. He's so cool. How is that cool? Look at his policies. Look at what he's done for the the, the town that he uh, that he allegedly was the mayor of. The people in the town that from the mayor said he was basically a waste of space as a mayor. Look at what he's done at lieutenant governor. Look what he's done for his entire career. But instead, we sit there. You right.
And we send Lurch to the Senate. I remember there there was old movies, Bonzo, a Bonzo. I think it was Bonzo. And, and it was always uh and he was a monkey. And this this was a movie back in like in the forties and fifties. And he would he would be he would make movies and one of them was like, you know, Bonzo or Bongo goes to Congress. <laughs> or Bongo goes to the Senate, or Bongo goes to Washington. I, I don't remember the name. I don't remember the movie. I just remember I just remember watching him on the WPIX when I was a kid. And you laugh because we literally sent Bonzo to Washington as the state of Pennsylvania. But you know what? Things are going to be looking up. You have to hope they do. It's the holiday season. It's going to be the fun season. Now that we're getting out of the political season, we, once, once they finally decide how to count the votes, we can then turn around and start looking at having just a good time, talking about other stuff besides politics. I do want to get away from the politics syndrome, but, but right now that is what's been going on. I do want to talk about the Marvel movies. I just started watching the Marvel, Marvel movies about, I don't know, a month ago. I don't get it. But we're going to talk about that. I think we're going to talk about that next week. And again, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. And just remember this, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how bad it seems, there's always hope, and hope is on the horizon. I'm Tim, and I'm out of here.